Come on. Why look so awfully tragic? Put on a happy face. Smiling can work like magic. Put on a happy face. Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy. It's not your style. You look so good that you'll be glad you decided to smile. Pick out a pleasant outlook. Stick out that noble chin. Wipe off the full of doubt look. Slap on a happy grin. And spread sunshine all over the place. Just put on a happy face. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, please remember to rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcast app, on SoundCloud, on Google Play. I still don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is, please go and do that. Of of course, it's the illustrious Welly F. And I was sitting here, I was thinking, how much cultural appropriation is really involved in me calling myself the Shaolin of Shambles? Just as much as Migos call themselves Migos, Wu-Tang call themselves Wu-Tang. I mean, Wu Tang is pretty legendary. I, I, I don't know about throwing myself up there with with with, with you know, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, Ghostface Killer, Meth, The RZA, ODB. ODB. That's some that's some Dirt tough company. Dirty Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm I'm just saying. I mean, we we as cultures we call it cultural appropriation because we look at it from a negative standpoint rather than calling it cultural appreciation people try to make it seem like we just it's just been jacked from us and i just think that that's just a projection due to the fact that a lot of times uh, we could take it back to elvis i think that's what really heated the situation up when people look at how elvis pretty much took uh, the black movements and the the black, you know, gestures from a, a James Brown and a Chuck Berry, I believe, and yeah. people just automatically was like, well, he didn't give us any props, and I, I mean, I, we I, we can argue about that for days, but the fact of the matter is, he made it popular, and they don't like that. They only see the big picture. They don't really ever dig deeper in. And I, I honestly, they actually have an Elvis biopic coming out soon, and just a little shit that I know about Elvis. I mean, I I think, once again, people are opportunists, man. I, I think a lot of people, were, if they were in his situation, they would have went the same route, but whatever. I feel like, I feel like you know, it's 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 a switch for whatever. Like, if somebody does a moonwalk, they, they're not like saying, oh, you know, you ripping off Michael Jackson or something. Like, if somebody, breaks, if Chris Brown breaks out a moonwalk, they're like, oh, he's paying homage because he's mm-hmm. black. If Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake breaks out a moonwalk, it's like, oh, here he go, ripping off black mm-hmm. people again. Like you, 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 you look at it different based on the race of the person that's actually taking the movement. Definitely some bitterness there, but it's understandable. I mean, once again, a lot of times when white people get a hold of something, they make it mainstream, and if they make it mainstream, that means they make some dollars. And then the black people are sitting there looking like, damn, like we couldn't make the amount, of, we can't make that amount of money off of it. That's not fair. 
Like I seen the guy um, that that does Cleveland on the Cleveland show and on Family Guy. He's a white guy. He's like, you know what? I'm not going to voice this character anymore. I need to give this job to somebody black to 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 voice this character since it's a black character. And I'm like, to me, that's dumb. Because it because to me that's like saying, oh, I need to get a gay actor to play a gay character. I need to get a straight actor to play a straight character. It's like that. You're it's a job. Your sexuality has nothing to do with your job. Your race should have nothing to do with your job. Especially a voice actor. I mean, we can, we can, see, that's a rabbit hole to me that's funny that they want to go down because in the end, it's a fictional character. And if you, if you know about, obviously, you know about the comic book scene, there's always going to be debates about, hey, why are they, why are they changing the color of that character? You know, clearly one of the the better examples that one of the more recent examples that's going to come up is Catwoman being black or being a mulatto, which is a uh, Zoe Kravitz. Where well, we all know Eartha Kitt played, you know, Catwoman back in the day, but traditionally she is known as a white woman. And there, there's always arguments about how come we just can't stay true to the origin, and then then people will come back and like it's just a fictional character. Well, that's the same thing we can say about this. Apu, Cleveland, they're fictional characters. And it's funny because it's like, it's we look at it like it's sat- satire, so they're being mocked. And it's like, it's, it's just funny. Like, when we hear when we hear Cleveland talk, we're not really trying to hear. Once again, it it's hypocrisy because black people would be the first ones to tell you, what do you mean I sound white or I sound black? You know, like, like we don't, what does Cleveland Brown sound like? What's the problem with Cleveland Brown having? What does he sound like? Does he sound black? Does he sound white? To me, he just sounds funny. It's just, yeah. it's just funny. He's a funny, he has a funny sound. But that's the hypocrisy. That's the, that's the, that's the loophole you get into. And 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 to me, I mean, that's the that's the cycle you get into of just pure stupidity. It's it's trivial, man. Like it's trivial. It's and it's not, it's like earlier, right? Like right before we got on, I was on Twitter and they were talking about how Nike.com has taken down all remnants of the Washington Redskins. And then this just goes with everything that's been going on in recent weeks with the removing of statues and all this other stuff. Like, this stuff has been politically incorrect for a while. They've been talking about the Washington Redskins being politically incorrect. And then I'm I'm reading through the comments because, you know, that's where all the juice is. And somebody says, oh, well, calling somebody um, a Redskin is is actually a, a, a compliment. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I pull this guy up as a black guy and I was like, you have no idea if that's a compliment or not. You have no drop of Indian in you whatsoever. Like, that's like my white person, my white homeboy said, oh, me calling you a nigga is a compliment. How you going to tell me that's a compliment? <laughs> that's interesting. That's Man, interesting. I, 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 I digress. What, what, I, I forgot to ask, how are you doing, my man? You know, I just kind of jumped into some stuff. I, I didn't check on you. How's your mental health? How's your mental space right now? Hey, I'm fine, man. It's a three-day weekend for me. I, you know, we, we, we're we supposed to have some basketball being played. I, I, honestly, this whole week kind of went by pretty fast. Uh, I'm good, though, man. But no complaints. How's your mental health? <sighs> today, Today was the longest day of the week for me. And it, it it was it was like some weird stuff early in the day, and it it's still sitting on me a little bit. But I'm, I'm in good spirits today. I'm in good spirits. 
Okay, okay. Um, I guess we could jump straight into it because you had posed an interesting topic to me when you 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 basically was like, "Hey, man, like, how do you feel about what pushes people to go insane?" Like, and I feel like that's that's an interesting question, man, because um, as you see today, there was this gamer. Uh, big gamer in a, in, a, in a gaming community. I don't know much about him. I just, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he goes by Wreckful at Byron. He had just died, I believe, uh, Ju- uh, July. Well, he just died today, I think this morning. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing about that story to me was, you know, a lot of people are upset because they're 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 defending their gamers themselves. So they're pissed off that the story is being broadcasted as a guy that committed suicide over a woman that said no. When in actuality, if you go look at the Twitter thread, you know, he asked her to propose. He proposed to her online. And then six hours go by goes by. He ends up killing himself. And apparently the woman never saw the post. And this is supposed to be his girlfriend. But when you read the post, every post you see, it's saying that it's his ex-girlfriend. And I'm bringing this up to say, this is how you 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 really never know where somebody's men, mental is. And six hours you push somebody to suicide, and everybody's like I said, everybody in the, in the gaming community is like, stop saying it. It's it's about this girl, blah blah blah. But I mean, it just makes me think. It makes me think, and and personally. I don't want to get into my investigative mode, but we it's 2020. Most people keep a phone in their hand. And if this was your girlfriend, that was your boyfriend, I'm pretty sure a popular gamer like this, if he's reaching out to you via Twitter, you see it within six hours. Like, I don't believe that. And people are saying she didn't say no, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. She may not have said no via Twitter, but something went wrong. And it makes me ask that question: What drove him to the point of insanity? Because I think suicide is as insane as you can go when you want to take your own life. And, yeah, uh, it's a tough question, man. It's I can't relate to be honest I, with you. I've been pissed, but I can't relate to that. I, I take it. I take it from from this aspect. I can send you screenshots that of conversations that I've had with a woman, and you could be like, "Oh yeah, dog, she really wants you. She's just playing hard to get." whatever, you know, you need to keep trying. And I can send those exact same sh- screenshots to one of my homegirls and be like, nah, fam, you out of there. You need to leave her alone. You're borderline creepy. And depending on which aspect you gravitate towards, you could possibly, that's where, that's where, to me, that's where the insanity really kicks. Because I, let's say, because you're, you're giving me the answer that I want to hear. So I'm going to gravitate towards you. But my homegirl mm-hmm. is probably the one that's right. And so you telling me, you know, oh, I need to go harder, you know, I'm still texting. Well, she stopped replying, you know, so, you know, I'm a call. I'm calling. She ain't answering. So, man, maybe something wrong. So, boom, I show up, you know, so now I done showed up. I'm, you know, I'm knocking on the door, you know, then she comes to the door. She's freaked the fuck out. And I've just read these signs all the way wrong. And now she's cursing at me. She got a restraining order on me. Where am I at mentally? Because I pushed myself so far in one direction that I think that this chick really wants me and I've been so wrong. I am just so absolutely wrong about her desire for me that I've, I've crossed the line. Honestly, that's what I've done. I've crossed the line 
And now that reality is starting to hit, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, and I have no sense of direction now because I thought I was doing everything right. What do I do? I go crazy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I, I, def- I understand that. Um, I mean, you know me, behind, behind the scenes, I always tell you, man, as men, we were lied to. We were lied to. We were always told be persistent. We were always told be, you know, a sometimes you got you got to you know women play hard to get you got to try a little harder we were lied to and this is why you know there are people out there that call it taking the red pill because they wake up and they realize that we were lied to and once you realize that you one I'm all, I'm, I'm an advocate of the individual so I don't believe all women are the same but I do believe that women have a nature. Women have a way of living their lives, just like men do. And it's fairly similar. Women look at men like they're complex. Men look at women like they're complex. In the end, you have to truly know that person. You have to be able to know that person and you have to have experience with energy. You have to have enough. That's why it's important for young men to date women, to have female friends, to get used to how it is when, you know, what this means and what that means. It's good that you have a, a woman that you can talk to to ask these questions. But once again, it's I, it's interesting to me that if a woman is telling you something, you're more likely to go with her, inform- the information she gives you, as if one woman knows all women. And that's not the truth. So once again, it all comes down to personal experience and energy. So... You have to use that common sense that we've talked about before, which we know common sense ain't so common, but common sense is personal experience. So if you feel, if you were to go with your gut feeling and you feel like you're making an ass of yourself, then that's when you got to kind of pull back. And as you get older and as you get to get used to these, these interactions with women, you start to realize like, hey, man, I always tell people. Go back to how it was when you got when you were with a female that you knew without a doubt was into you. That's how you know. That's how you relate. That's what you relate things to. Then I'm always gonna do that because it's always gonna be the same. I remember we, I, I was telling somebody this a long time ago when we had that conversation on your birthday about chase and pursuit, which are the same thing, really. But uh, <laughs> semantics. You really. I'm just, you know, shout out to Casey, man. Synonyms, man. Synonyms. Look, man. When you when you approach that person that really was into you, she really dug you. It didn't really take that much work or effort. And I honestly think that's how it's always gonna be. Like, I honestly feel like the person that's meant for you is not gonna make you nervous. The person that's meant for you is not gonna run, you know, make you you know, jump through hoops. The person that that's meant for you is not going to make you step on, you know, step on eggshells. Like it's just going to feel right, which is rare, but it's not as rare as you think, because a lot of times it's the people that you're just not interested in. That's why I always tell people, just pay attention to energy, energy, energy doesn't lie. As cliche as that sounds, especially as millennials abuse that, that phrase, it's the truth. Like when you're around people and it just feels right. It just feels right. You can't deny it. But when you're around people and you're just, it's like they're an enigma. 
it, there's probably a reason for that because I think, especially you, Jay, I feel like you're a smart individual. So I feel like when you're dealing with the problem, you're smart enough to be able to answer the question. You, you're, you're solving. You're smart enough to be able to solve it. If it's a question you can't solve, it's almost like <laughs> taking the SAT. You might just need to skip it. I'm just saying, bro. You might just, you might just have to skip it and come back later. Like maybe, maybe, maybe further down the line, when you're doing another, when you're dealing with another question, it may, that answer may be in there. Like, yeah. oh, let me go back. You know what I mean? So, man, <laughs> let me look sad. at this practice test that I had. Bruh. Experience, but, the, but what's 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 and 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 this is you know going down the whole Reddit drums and and seeing the stories. You see numerous stories where where women will say, "I really wanted to go out with him. I just wanted him to try harder." And see, to me, that is one of the most retarded things ever. I like him, but I want to make him work for it. Why? Why? Not, and and like, I'm and I'm not saying just like be out there, you know, being floozy or, or whatever like that. But if you have a genuine interest, if somebody has a genuine interest in you and you're returning that interest, why make it difficult? Does 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 that does that increase your value? Does that increase your worth by any means? No. You know your value and your worth with or without this person. So if you like this person, you want this person, and they like you and they want you, it's a match. But don't be like, oh, let me see how hard he's gonna work for it. Let me go see, you know, let me see how hard she's going to work for it. Because you might run into a welly F. <laughs> and welly oh, F don't man. work unless it pay him. <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 they can try it all day, man. Like, I, I mean, look, man. I remember a long time ago we were talking on this podcast of ours and I asked you a question I said are you the type of person that likes to test people and, and unanimously everybody's like oh I don't test people I don't test people I just want to let people know everybody that said they don't test people is a liar they're, they're flat out lying you do it and you don't even know it that's the thing because people that come across other people like people that have experienced life and they want to make sure that they're dealing with somebody that is going to stick around. They want to make sure that this person is not like the last person to test them. is just a natural thing. It's like, I got to make sure that you're not like my shitty ex. So I'm going to do this. And a lot of times you don't even know you're doing it. So when a woman is saying something like that, she's just shit testing you. It's just a test because one, she may not really be that interested. So she wants to make sure She's dealing with somebody that's not going to waste her time or she's very interested. And once again, she doesn't want you to be like her ex. She wants you to be everything but her ex. So it's just natural for her to shit test you in that type of way. Like, and, I, and I'll die on that hill. Like, I truly believe that. It's self-preservation. And there's nothing wrong with self-preservation. Nothing wrong with self-preservation at all. It baffles me that people feel that self-preservation is a bad thing. I mean, I think that all of us are naturally selfish. I think to be selfless, it's almost going against everything that it means to survive. Like, you want to survive, you're in an apocalyptic situation and you want to survive, and you're in a situation where you're down to your last drops of water and you need to ration and things like that. Like, and, and that moment is not a moment to be selfless. It's just not. 
You may be selfless in that moment just because that is your character. That's a virtue you have. And if you die, you're fine with that decision. Everybody ain't built like that. It's just, you know, it's just, it's just like everybody's not a genius. Everybody's not a genius. Everybody's not uber talented, you know? And like I said, I mean, it, 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 some people are just regular. And I think the most regular, the most average people, they're probably, they're probably pretty selfish. And I ain't mad at them. Cause that's self-preservation. Yeah. It's self-preservation for sure. I mean, I think the people that go insane the most are the ones that don't practice self-preservation. The ones that go crazy are the ones that don't understand that, hey man, I need to care about me more. It needs to, I need I need to be a little bit more about me. There needs to be a healthier balance or I'm gonna drive myself mad. I couldn't say it better saying, myself. Man. That that healthy balance. Because <laughs> if, if if I'm the only one in this situation that's freaking out, and you just you know picking rainbows and sunshines and watching me squirm, it's not going to end well. It isn't, man. It's not going to end well at all. And it's it's scary times we live in, man. Because I was talking to somebody earlier, and once again, thinking about you know taking a life. And that's something that is like glorified these days. And when I really think about what it means to get pushed to the point of suicide, I re- when I was growing up, suicide was definitely not like a, a f- it wasn't a topic that you talked about loosely as if it was just another buzzword. But now suicide has become another buzz- buzzword because You have so many young Americans, especially, falling into it and thinking that it's just a good way to, this is a cool way to go out. Like, I'm done. But the fact of the matter is, (laughs) it's crazy because there's there's a lot of selfishness in that. So it's really hard for me to make the point that I want to make. But I'm just, I'm going to just say this. We as people need to realize that hardship is inevitable. And I think that when we realize that hardship is just something that is a part of life, rather than thinking that the government is going to make it to where life is going to be so easy, I think that that is just, just, that's comedy in itself. Because if you, as a human being, even from the age of one, seeing you're gonna they're gonna cry you're gonna shed tears like there are gonna be moments where you're gonna boohoo like a baby that you are so even from the toddler age you know pain so why do you think that if you're as innocent as a baby pain and suffering is gonna be something that you're never gonna feel again just because you have a lot of money you have a lot of followers you get a lot of likes like we as we as a society just have to kind of get back to the mindset of like not being delusional, except in reality, like you said earlier. And reality, in all honesty, is painful. Oh yeah, times we just endure it better than a lot, a lot of other people. I think that's a Buddhist mindset too, to speak of Shaolin. But yeah, <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think that reality is painful, and the way society is now, it's 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 trying to design us to not experience pain. We're, we're, we're a very coddled society now. 
Like you, you don't, you don't experience pain. So when you see pain and you feel pain, it's foreign to you. So a lot of people just aren't used to it. And especially in the black community, when it comes to suicide, I look at, I look at the celebrity suicides over the past few, um, few years. And even, um, this one most recently, I think it was like jazz waters or something like that. She committed suicide and it's kind of like, we handle it with kid gloves. Like it's not looked at as like, you know, she had some kind of, you know, mental trauma going on. Like we mentioned earlier, you know, she reached a level of insanity. They kind of say, you know, you know, oh, she was a beautiful soul, you know, you know, let's celebrate her life. And, and I kind of have mixed emotions by that because it's like, you took your life and it's kind of like, you know, here I am left to celebrate it, but you willingly gave it up. And and not and not gave it up in a sense of protecting somebody else or anything like that. Like you you willingly took it from yourself. So it, that's always been a, a a fine line for me to like like even with Robin Williams. I know he's not black um, by definition, but like with with him, <laughs> it was kind of like you know people people were sad, but at the same time, it's like how sad are you allowed to be? And I know you you can't pick and choose. You know how sad you are about any kind of thing tragic, but it's kind of like. <sighs> He definitely had a mental illness. He yeah. definitely had a mental illness. Uh, like his his story goes deeper than once again the big picture that they see is oh he committed suicide. You can never tell when somebody's you know all you guys are seeing is two D images of a person and every now and then you're seeing him on a, on a, on the a camera he's acting but you don't know these people personally like you know it's no different you know than I mean it's a lot of people that have committed suicide technically in the past three or four years and. The reality is we don't know these people personally. So we're saying that they look so happy, but you're just get you're getting this this one screen cap of a person and they're faking it for the camera. A lot of us are doing that today. Yeah. So many of us are doing that today. And faking it for the camera, faking it for social media, whatever whatever your outlet is. And that's the problem. I see couples online these days that it, it scares me how everybody wants to be an actor. Everybody wants to put on a show. And if you're putting on a show, that definitely means that I'm not really seeing who you are. Because when you're putting on a show, that means you're putting on a mask. Because once you step on the stage, no matter who you are, even if you don't put on any makeup, you don't put on any actual, like a clay face or anything, you're stepping on stage and you're going into a role that really isn't you. So the minute you start doing something scripted, it's not you. And I think so many of us are falling into that trap of of being actors. We're we're playing pretend. A lot of us are playing house. Like, what are you doing? When you get on social media, I understand that that's the new norm, I guess you could say now. But it's a dangerous game to play because there are a lot of people that consume that as reality. You know how I know we've been doing this too long and we're too good at this? I seen what? that transition coming. And as soon as you dropped it, I was like, boom, I know where we're going. I know where we're going. I seen that transition coming. And I'm like, boom, I know where I know where we're going with this. <laughs> you're you're a master at your craft, sir. You are a master at your craft. It takes years of practice, man. We we, we got that in the bag. But yeah, like like you say, you know, you have to live this life on social media. 
And that life, especially when you're in a relationship, it usually comes at the at the cost of objectifying your significant other. And when it comes to that, and when it comes to that objectification, it's it's just kind of like, all right, I have to put my significant other out here and celebrate them again in front of a bunch of strangers. I just I just looked at at, at my Facebook friend total. I have five hundred ninety six people on there. I can guarantee you mm-hmm. that I probably talk to fifteen to twenty on a regular basis. The others are probably just like, oh yeah, we're from the same town. Or, oh, that's such and such a sister. Or, oh, we went to the same school. Something something very remote, something like something two or three, four, maybe even five degrees of separation away. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't know you personally, but me and your daughter were friends or something random like that. But at the same time, I'm putting on a dog and pony show saying, hey, you don't know me. Here's my significant other that you really don't know. And let me put them on a pedestal. And... In modern times, that is necessary. I'm just going to say it. It's necessary. You have to do it. It's conformity. It's the same thing as everybody. Same thing as everybody pretending like gays. The same thing as everybody pretending like to wear masks. Everybody's just, everybody falls into conformity one way or another. And that just lets you know that people do not have the the balls to resist because so so many people are just willing to fall into something that they truly don't believe in because once again if i'm if i'm on social media doing anything i'm i'm doing it cuz i want to do it and it, it it most likely represents my mood that's me but people that are willing to do things that go against how they're really feeling mentally is wild it's like dude just put the phone down you ain't got to have a phone in your hand. You don't have to put on this act for these people. I understand the social media comedians out there that probably get paid a dollar per post or some shit like that. But there are other streams, there are other ways of making money. If you're if you're constantly going against I think this is one of the dangerous things about conformity. It's because you're constantly pulling yourself away from who you are. And I think that that's a slow death. When you think about it, it's like you're you're pulling yourself away from who you are to the point of like that has to bring about a mental breakdown in some way because it's almost like like you have to get to the point where you don't you don't even recognize yourself anymore. Can you imagine what it feels like to not know who you are? It's yes. like, damn, is this is this really <laughs> even me? That's why. Yes, <laughs> I can't I can't imagine that. That's what, bro. That's why I hope I ruffle feathers when I call some of those gay people out there proposers because I truly believe that it's a lot of people out there that are just doing it because they want to be able they want to be comfortable in their social circles and I and this is my advice to all young people out there to be honest with you to be comfortable that's really a luxury everybody doesn't have the luxury of being comfortable if you think that comfort is a norm, then you truly don't know life. Because comfort truly is not a norm. Comfort is something that you work towards. And if you find yourself too comfortable, it's probably something wrong. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something so you're wrong. ignoring. If you're too comfortable in any situation, it's something that you're ignoring. Possibly. 
And it's not that's people automatically think, oh, that's pessimistic. No. Once again, you gotta bring about a healthy balance in things. And the in a real world, in real world situations, negativity is gonna seep through every now and then. I'm not saying it's gonna seep through so much that it you're overpour in negativity. I'm just saying there we practice safety for a reason. Safety is a necessity because we as human beings know that if we're not safe, we can get hurt. It's bad for your health to not be safe. So we practice, we're, 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 we're cautious. We take precautions. That's life. Yeah. That's life, man. But on objectifying your significant other, the thing that baffles me about that trend that probably started maybe in the last four years. I don't really understand the long-term goal in, let's just say a scenario. I'm a, I'm a man. I got a wife that has a real nice body. She's beautiful or whatever. And I'm just parading her around. Like she's a whore. Like not, not necessarily like, a know. whore, not necessarily a whore, no. but you're, okay, you're, flaunt, you're flaunting her physique. I'm I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not I guess I guess when when you say whore I'm thinking like you know I'm I'm telling people you know how she get down in the bedroom and stuff like that I'm just saying you know your 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 standard you know you showing your girl's curves you showing her tight fitting clothes and you showing her in her bikini whatever what have you Okay there's a market and we always mm-hmm. talk about this. There's a market, right? We know there's a market. All right. As a market for heterosexual men that are just scrolling through Instagram and just minding their own business. You're not minding your business too much if you're on Instagram or whatever, but you're only, you're on Instagram you're scrolling and you're looking at the market, which is possibly you're looking at mostly women. You're looking at comedy and assortment of other things and everything just gets mushed together. So, when you see a nice ass or some nice tits, it's all the same to you. It's not somebody's wife. It's not somebody's girlfriend. It's some ass and tits. It's so That's all you see. In your opinion. So when I say you're parading her around like a whore, you could say whore, insta thought, you know, a model. You're parading her. You're, 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 you're marketing her. As if she is for grabs. That's okay. how I look at it. Gotcha. And the same way I look at it is the same way I look at how slave owners used to put up their slaves and be like, look at this specimen. Look at this. Big muscles. Big broad shoulders. He's tall. He could pick a bunch of cotton. You know? He could, he, you know, it, all kinds of things that you would say in order to market somebody. And I get that same energy from dudes that be putting their wives out there and their girlfriends out there like, hey, look at this. She got all this ass. Look at her tits. She's beautiful. It's like, bro, I feel you. Like, I know that it's coming from a place of love, but at the same time, it's a way you do it. Like you said, you yeah. watered it down a little bit. I'm just saying that I don't always see it like that. I definitely seen it taken a lot further. Like, literally to the point of 
you might as well be calling her a bitch. Like, that's the type of energy I get from it. It'd be like, like, this my bitch. And I kind of feel like we've grown accustomed to that type of energy. We think that that shit is cool, not realizing that disrespect is disrespect. Like, when homegirls call each other bitches, especially in the South, when they calling each other bitches and hoes and shit, that's how they talk amongst each other. I think you start walking a thin line when you got dudes calling their girls that. I just feel like that doesn't come with a with a with a good with a good feeling. I don't feel like that's a good representation of a healthy relationship. Once again, that's just my perception. I feel like we live in such a degenerate society now that a bunch of people listening to this could possibly think I'm crazy. But once again, I just think when you're thinking about the concept of marriage, which is a, a, a thousand-year-old concept, I think that the concept of it comes with a lot more respect. And I think that the way women and men do things nowadays in regards to marriage, I think that they they have progressed to the point of y'all be so shocked when y'all get cheated on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're shocked, but you've been telling everyone, my man's so good. He took me on this shopping spree. You know, you put pictures of him with his shirt off. You know, hey, that's all well and good. You like that? That's your man. You post the pictures of him. But, oh, man, what was that? <laughs> what was that thing I sent you? Let me find it real quick. Because that's what it boiled down to me is like. Um, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead and read it. But I, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to just, I, I, just simply say this, man. Once again, this is a market. If you got something that one per, if you got something that a couple people, if, if you wanted it, don't think nobody else going to want it. So when you're marketing it, all you're doing is basically saying it's up for grabs. I'm just saying it. And we know that we live in a real disrespectful economy. So, hey, keep marketing y'all goods if y'all want to. Have fun with that. You found it? Yeah. The the post reads, I met my man when someone on here posted their her boyfriend as her man crush Monday. The man was so fine, I DM'd him. One thing led to another, and boom, we are happily in love now, and she's in the past. Continue advertising your boyfriends, okay? We're going to be right here, waiting. And, and and like you said, there's a certain way to do it. Can you read that last part again? Continue advertising your boyfriends, okay? We're going to be right here, waiting. Who is we? The predators, the vultures, the women who don't have a man, and instead of getting their own, they're gonna take yours. And and I and I say women, but men do this all the time. Like I know we've said this before. How many times have have you heard a man say, "Gosh, he ain't hitting that right"? How you know? How you know? He's doing something right. She's right there. He's doing something right. Fucking scavenger. <laughs> Dog, but in this market that we're in now, like a lot of us are scavengers. A lot of us are are getting into the point where like we're predators. Like if it if we feel that it's up for grabs, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go after it. So all I'm saying is make sure that your social media etiquette is something that you will not regret in the end. Because I mean at, at, at the end of the day. I'm not going after nobody wife. I'm not going after nobody girlfriend. I'm just keeping it a hundred. Like I just, I'm not doing that. I, I, I definitely believe in karma because, and, and also I've also realized that we do live in a place where, you know, everybody loves attention. So 
you slide in the wrong person DMs, they put you on blast. And I would never want to put, be put in that situation because once again, I believe in consequences. Yep. But look, man. <laughs> and then and it's like, like I've done that before. I know what those consequences are. And I learned my lesson. Younger, young Jay did that. So old Jay don't have to go through that. What did Arthur Flick say? You get what you fucking deserve. Like, like, I'm sorry, man. Like, you you do not have to agree with me that women and men, because women, once again, I say women do it too. Women be having a man out there. They'll be, oh, look at them. You know, he's sexy, this and that. And the girl be lurking in the background. Like, he sure is. I'm finna get that. You just got, you get what you deserve. Stop marketing what you have. Because what you're doing is you're trying to make people jealous. And a lot of times, when you make people jealous, they gonna make you pay. Because jealous, envious people, they gonna want you to feel that pain that you're making them feel too. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's it's a cycle. Like it's 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 consequences for your actions, man. So y'all can deny y'all can deny all this stuff y'all want to. Like we once again speaking of suicide, I was I was looking at this article of Mia Khalifa. And she was talking about how, like, being a porn... Like, she she only did porn for four months, apparently. And obviously, she made a lot of headway because she wore a, a hijab in her in her porn. And that was that was a lot of shop value in that. Isn't she, like, Lebanese or something like months, that? I dig that deep. I them yesterday. I'm pretty sure, like, some, some crap like that. I mean, she she's married now, so, I mean, it is what it is. But uh, I believe she's married. Yeah, she's married. But... She spoke on how those four months of her life and the the consequences after that really almost pushed her to suicide because she was doing things that she never would have thought thought she she never thought she would have done, you know, when she was younger. And it was so much regret, and it it got to the point of she looked back and she didn't even recognize herself, and, and, and it was like she wanted to just end it all. Because that's how far she pushed. And that's why I keep telling people, when you don't believe in, don't be shocked when you just have that existential crisis and you just want to end it all. That's that's insanity. Like that, getting yourself to the point of no return. And a lot of people out here, they think the shit is a joke. They're getting advice from some of the worst people on the planet. They're getting advice from people that don't even... I'm just saying, they're getting advice from people that have no experience whatsoever with what they're giving advice on. Or the lot, like a lot of these people are going to hit that roadblock too. But misery loves company. That's never going to change. That's a universal law. Like you, Misery loves company. When somebody else is doing shitty, they want you to join them. It's a bunch of, it's a bunch of people out there living shitty lives, and they want you to live that shitty life with them. Straight up. That's it. That's it. If I, if I can't have they, any joy, you can't have any either. They they want you to feel their pain. Like there are so many celebrities out there that are drug addicts, alcoholics. They're suicidal. They're 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 years. They're they're so close to death. Like it's just so crazy out there. And then they're on these social media sites, just living it up apparently living it up but 
behind the makeup, behind the filters, behind the perfect angles, a lot of these people are fucking miserable. It's all a charade. I'm just saying, I don't wish that on them, but I see it so much. And you read stories, you're like, man, like this shit don't add up. Like shit, they making sense. But I guess, man, y'all, y'all, y'all do what y'all want to do out there at the end of the day. Because I ain't y'all father, I ain't y'all dad. Because a lot of y'all clearly ain't had no dad in y'all lives anyway. So well, that's a story for another day. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, because I mean that you know that, and that's something that. You got to definitely put on fathers and parents in general, man. Like when you sign that contract to be a parent, that's a contract that you, you had plenty of time to get together. Like you, you got to figure this nine months preparation. You got to start figuring it out, bro. Like, Hey, I'm about to bring a, a, a life on and a life out here. Like this shit's going to get real. And this one life can change the world. If we put the right amount of love into it. And this is a lifelong decision. It's not just 18 years. It's not just 21. It's forever. I'm I'm going to be accountable for someone for the rest of my life. Yeah, this is not a plant. This is not a cat. This is not a dog. This is not a fish. This 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 is going to be something that trust me. You know, it's you're gonna it's gonna be shit. It's gonna be it's gonna be points in your life where you when you're doing this, it'll bring you to tears because of the fact that. You felt you were doing your best and you didn't do it right. Like you're like, damn, I thought I was doing everything right. Hey man, I promise you, that's gonna be one of the hardest things that you're gonna do. That's why it's a lifelong. It's a that's a decision that you have to. You literally you you gotta you gotta be smart about that decision. Like, and we we got a lot of shit. We got a lot of people running around right now, man. It's they weren't they weren't being smart about that decision, and it's a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect when you bring somebody into this world and you don't bring them in this world with love. It's a ripple effect, man. So even even at thirty two years of age, my mom still says, you know, hey, I, I I worry about you. I worry about you and your sister all the time. Whether y'all are doing good and in good spirits, I worry about y'all. When y'all are down and low, I worry about y'all even more. Like constant worry, regardless. Look, man. At the end of the day, <clears throat> all these, all these, all these little things that we cry about, I promise you, we're going to be laughing at them in a, a year or two from now. I promise you. But I know one thing that you'll never laugh at, though, is raising a motherfucking child. <laughs> you ain't never going to look at this. Or, or even pick, uh, picking a significant other and signing, a, signing that contract to be married. Like, it's some decisions you're gonna make in life. You man, you better, you better, you better think long and hard before you jump into the decision, man. Straight <laughs> up, straight <laughs> up. And I'm gonna say shout out. to I'm looking at something, man. Shout out to Steph Curry, man, because uh, he gets it. He That's gets random. It. They posted something on here. That they're gonna do the African national anthem uh-huh. in the beginning of in the beginning of NFL games. Steph Curry jumped on here and says, "What is that gonna solve? <laughs> How does this solve anything?" He is tired of it just as much as we are, Jay. You know what they're trying to solve? Make sure they don't take no knee. Look, look, here go. I tossed you a bone. 
Here, we play Joe's song, then we go play our song. Y'all go, could y'all stand up, please? Please? That's why Terry Crews was white. He was right. Terry Crews is like, y'all literally just want to be them. Let's not become them. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to see, put their national anthem up because you apparently, you think it's oppression. They're probably going to feel the same way about your, nas- your black national anthem. They're going to feel awkward and out of place. You're just doing the same thing that they did to you. What makes you any better? Not <laughs> That's a damn thing. That's all it is, man. That's what, man, I was, I was reading some a long time ago. No, no. No, no, I was, I was. It was something I think that um, uh, Stokely Carmichael said, man. And he was talking about how and this was obviously in the 60s. This is like the dead of the civil rights movement. And this dude was basically like, bruh, we got to stop settling for concessions. Like, <laughs> we be out here. No, no, I think it was Malcolm. Damn, I be getting this shit mixed up. But either way, man. He's like, we're fighting till we can be in the same restaurant as white people. We're fighting so we could piss in a restroom next to a white man. Like, we're fighting for all this shit that at the end of the day, it's literally a band-aid over a bullet wound. Like, you name a street Black Lives Matter. Shit, you got a thousand parks in America named Martin Luther King Park. You got Malcolm X Boulevard. You got Sandra Bland Streets. You got Trayvon Martin Streets. You got... These are all concessions for 400 years of pain plus. And we sit here talking about an African national anthem, bruh. Y'all happy over Juneteenth? Bruh. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, like I said, man, we got a lot of soul searching to do. I know we all over the place today, but still, man, I, this is the type of shit that could drive you insane at the end of the day. Because society as a whole, it has mutated into something that I don't even recognize anymore, man. I don't even recognize it, bro. <laughs> Who would have thought that we live in a place where we literally be having to tell people, hey, bro, don't be on social media treating your wife like a slut. <laughs> By the way. We, we we literally have to tell people, hey, parents, it, it's probably not cool for you to, that little seven-year-old to be carrying that gun around like for these photo ops. By That's the way. That's not cool. Don't you don't don't let your child hit the weed for the for for Instagram video, by the way. Why is this four-year-old cursing like this? <laughs> Why is this baby saying what's up, blood? <laughs> Why is this eleven year old two hundred pounds? Why is your eight year old fighting like he's thirty? <laughs> I see the thirteen year old just driving through the hood just casually. Just just trying to mess with women. Like he's just trying to pick up females in the hood. That's just driving. <laughs> he's thirteen. What is he doing? Where are his parents? What? No. What have his parents me? exposed him to? What have you? What have you allowed him to to, to witness? You just wanted him to get him to go to the store to get you some Popeyes chicken, and he out here wilding. 
Wow. And you shocked. <laughs> what a time. Y'all be wondering what, what a time. I'm telling you, man. It, it, we still laughing, bro. Like, like I said, we couldn't write this type of comedy, man. But hey, here we are, man. We've we've made it fairly. We made it pretty far, man. We made it pretty far. I can't. I'm not even mad. Like, I don't have contemplations of suicide. For anybody out there wondering, um, and I'm guessing since we're talking about suicide, I guess it would be important for us to make sure that we put the suicide number in the um, in the notes of the show, so we seem woke and sensitive. But but we do care though. We do care. Because I, like I said, I just, I definitely think that if you get driven to that point, that is just wild. I prefer that you, I want everybody to make it through this life, no matter how tough it is. I want everybody to make it through. Because I, I really do believe everybody will experience an, a, an astronomical amount of pain, but I think it'll be worth it. I definitely think it'd be worth it. But anyways, bro. I don't know. If, I don't know where to tell what time we're at, man. I, I don't know. What time it's it's about at, that time. Uh, it's about that time. It's about. It's about that time. Cool. Cool. Like I said before, I man, we definitely have shirts coming and tank tops, and I know everybody is pro black in 2020. So it's not. It's not going to be any July July Fourth celebrations, more than likely. But if y'all are out there queuing it up and at the pool parties or whatever. If there are pool parties, I beg you, keep it off of Instagram. Keep it off of of Twitter. That's all I'm asking for y'all to do. That's my words of advice. Can y'all stop snitching on each other? Y'all do it unintentionally. It is mind-blowing to me how y'all can't just chill, just enjoy people and not have your phones in your fucking hands. Just chill. That's one thing I can say about the area that I live in, bro. A lot of shit over here is still operating like normal. And I really feel like it's because we have way less snitches over here than in the inner city. Like, in the inner city, there are so many miserable fucks out there that just cannot help the fact that it's people out there wanting to enjoy their lives, like pre-corona. And it's like, I'm wearing a mask. I'm unemployed. I'm only leaving the house to get groceries. Why are you out at Club Clay or at Spire turning up? Bitch, because I can't. <laughs> what did, what did Kimba say? It's, it's just me. I don't have any family. I don't have any kids. So if I get sick, I'm, it's okay. It's, it's just me. Shout out to Kimba Walker, man. I'm rooting for you because you a real one for that statement. Like, Shout out to all the hoopers out there that's trying to bring the NBA back and they not pussy-fied cucks that's pretending that they're scared of this virus that has a less than less than oh less than 0.0003% death rate. Get the fuck out of here, man. You dudes are you dudes are spoiled fucking cowards. I have no respect for you. I have major respect for the Kawhis, the LeBrons, the DeRozas of the world that's actually out there trying to put in work because they really love the game and they're not just trying to milk the NBA for money. Y'all can say what y'all want. Oh, I'm tired of, you know, working for the slave master. Dude, you work your whole life to get to this point. Fucking get over it. I'm out. Alright then. Alright then. Um... I don't know how I'm going to follow that up, but, uh, I mean, I guess I got to give it a shot. Uh, 
my word of <laughs> advice, uh, the best day of your life could be tomorrow. So don't give up today. Just to, to, to go in with the whole suicide thing that we had, you know, tomorrow might be the day that everything turns. So don't quit today. Real fucking talk, man. It's just, it's just real talk. You could become a millionaire tomorrow. You could. That twelve hundred dollars stimulus check will finally come. <laughs> those prayers, <laughs> those prayers will finally be answered. You never Just know. Saying. Just saying, bro. You never know. I hope y'all check out that movie that I posted on uh, Instagram. It's called Spanish Lake. It, it, since everybody's in that woke mindset, it's about gentrification in in a uh, in a, a Missouri town called Spanish Lake, and um. I think it's worth a watch. It's only like fifty minutes, and uh, well, I think it's a little bit over fifty minutes, but it gets to the point. Uh, I think I think uh, most people will like it if they they just just to get a an idea of how it happened pretty much in every city. Because I really think that every city kind of mirrored how this happened. There are lots of other ones out there. Like I said, there are some out there about Minnesota. Minnesota was bad. Harlem was bad. Brooklyn, New York, the Bronx Stones were bad. So yeah, check that shit out, man. But anyways, man. Uh, I don't got anything else to say. So I, I have no recommendations. I've been I've been limited on TV lately. I've just been having it as background noise. I, I really haven't been paying attention to, to much lately. So, is there any new music coming out? Uh, that I care about. Yeah. Or in general. In general, I just can't remember. Uh, Pop Smoke album come out tomorrow. Um, that's any. That's the only thing I have worth noting. Okay, okay. Uh, K Camp. Okay, okay. Lil Wee, Lil Wee, Lil Wayne has a free Wheezy album. Uh, okay. Oh, that's that's okay. been out. It's just it's just hitting the DSPs. Okay. Uh, Russ got something coming out. That's just a song. Okay, cool. Uh, well, you know how I am, man. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good to put out this bonus episode. Uh, Academic is the police. And with that being said, <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?